Now, the Palestine Solidarity Campaign in Cape Town says that it's formulating a parliamentary bill to force the South African government to implement sanctions against Israel. And this as conflict in the Middle East continues to escalate. Corbin August tells us more. About 200 campaign members protested outside parliament, calling for tough action against Israel. The protests were staged in condemnation of Israel's attacks on Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip that led to the killing of 20 people, including nine children. Chairperson of the Palestine Solidarity Campaign in Cape Town, Martin Janssen. PSC Cape Town, together with others, are developing a bill, um, uh, probably what they call a member's bill, um, which has got details on all the sanctions, uh, disinvestment measures and boycott measures that we want the government, particularly parliament, to debate and to adopt as soon as possible. This is what some of the protesters outside parliament had to say. The atrocities that the the Israeli army and the legal state of Israel is doing to our poor Palestinian brothers, children, old people, people sitting in prayer and they don't care. They just bomb the people and expect everybody to keep quiet. No, enough is enough. We find it strange that the international world has abandoned the cause of the Palestinians and they have taken a hypocritical stance as opposed to the time when the entire world stood against the apartheid colonial regime um, in South Africa. The South African Jewish Board of Deputies and the South African Zionist Federation have called on the South African government, political parties and the media to show even-handedness and to acknowledge the complexity of the situation. It says condemning and demonizing Israel is irresponsible, inflammatory and dangerous. I'm Corbin August in Cape Town. Meanwhile, the pro-Palestine protest is continuing in Cape Town against the continued clashes in the Middle East. The Muslim Judicial Council, that's the MJC, is leading the march with various other organizations and some political parties to mark the end of Ramadan. For more on this, we join on the line now by reporter Vanessa Puna. Vanessa, good afternoon. So uh, how are things and how's the turnout for this protest? Sukina, yes, good afternoon to you. And quite a few hundred uh, supporters have come out here today. Um, they've just uh, literally arrived at the front of the gate of Parliament a short while ago. And uh, messages are currently uh, going to be uh, read out. Uh, you said there that a number of political parties, and indeed, so we've spoken to some of them. Uh, we know that representatives from the ANC, the Good Party, the NFP, among others, are here today in solidarity against uh, the escalating violence uh, in Palestine and Israel. Um, at the moment, I can tell you uh, that the march has been peaceful. It started off at the New Street March in District 6 uh, this morning at around 11 o'clock. Uh, and at the moment, uh, representatives from the uh, Al-Quds Foundation are addressing uh, those that had gathered here. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, they were a colourful scene uh, because the Palestinian flags are flying high. We've also seen people with banners and flags calling for a free Palestine. Sakina uh, at this point, we know that quite a number of speakers are lined up uh, to give their messages of support. Um, at this stage, I'm not quite certain whether any sort of memorandum will be handed over to Parliament. But I know that the call has been a, a unified one here. Uh, those in support of uh, Palestine are calling uh, on government to cut all ties with Israel. They're calling on sanctions. They're calling on all measures. Uh, against what they call human rights abuses and likening it to what we've experienced in South Africa under apartheid. Those, of course, are the clarion calls coming through here at the moment at uh, this uh, second day 
of a protest yesterday. We've also seen similar uh, similar march taking place here to Parliament, uh, and uh, that solidarity uh, movement continues here at the front of Parliament today. Is there any indication at this stage, Vanessa, as to how long uh, these sort of protests, the pickets, will continue? Um, I'm not quite certain, Sakina. You would know that uh, usually uh, marking the end of a Ramadan, each uh, the last Friday of each Ramadan is International uh, Food Day. Uh, that march usually takes place. Uh, did not happen last week, Friday, but of course, when I spoke uh, to the Al Quds Foundation uh, earlier on today, uh, Imam Fahim Isaac telling us uh, that uh, the gathering here today and that of yesterday. Uh, is as a direct uh, a, a response or a direct response uh, to the violence that has broken out, renewed violence, uh, and they have continued to keep up uh, the support and the fight for what they call a free Palestine. Vanessa Puna, thanks so much for the update. Our reporter uh, following uh, this uh, march in Cape Town led by the Muslim Judicial Council. Uh, as you heard from Vanessa, uh, there are other organizations and political parties also in attendance there. Now, for a better understanding of uh, the issues at play in this particular conflict, we join on the line now by Dr. Sikwani Ngube, who's a senior lecturer at the Department of Public Law at the University of Johannesburg. Dr. Ngube, thanks for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Afternoon, second and afternoon to listeners as well. So this is a conflict that has been going on for many years now. But just in case there's still someone who doesn't understand, who's not clear on the issues, what exactly is at the heart of this conflict? Okay, uh, I think at the heart of this conflict is the issue of uh, possession and dispossession, ownership and what you own being taken away from you. So the Israelis claim a biblical entitlements to Palestinian lands, and Palestinians, on the other hand, simply assert that they are de facto and de jure uh, owners of this land because that is the place that they call home and that is the place that they have called home um, ever since they can remember. So it's not an issue of politics and it's not an issue of ideology. It's simply an issue of ownership and dispossession. But if it is a simple issue of ownership and disposition, surely there would be laws and um, a jurisprudence to that effect that could easily resolve this, shouldn't there be? The laws are there. As an international law practitioner, I find myself asking whether or not we need more laws or we need just a political will to implement them. And that is precisely what we need, just a political will. Because we do have laws in place that um, can address situations of this nature. But what we are faced with now is not an issue of law anymore. It's an issue of politics. And we need politicians to stand up and demand that there be a solution to it. And this, if I must add, has to be a political solution, not a legal solution, because we are all well-versed with UN instruments that deal with the use of force, for instance, how you treat uh, civilians in, in an armed conflict, how you treat even uh, armed uh, opponents in the event that you capture them and so forth. We even have the ICC now, the International Criminal Law, that deals with apartheid, which is apparently, um, not apparently, which is what is being implemented in occupied territories. So it's not an issue of the law anymore because the law is uh, not deficient at all. All that we need is a political will to come up with a solution. And if you ask me, there's only one country in this world that can give us that solution. Despite this being an Israeli-Palestinian conflict, we need the United States 
to give us a solution because they are the big guy behind Israel. So what would the role of the rest of the international community be in trying to resolve this conflict and uh, bodies, organizations like the United Nations? What role should they be playing? Well, by singling out the United States, I'm not at all suggesting that everybody else has no role to play or is, uh, um, is irrelevant. Uh, the point, rather, is that while the United States holds the key, everybody else has a duty, a moral duty, if I must add, to keep the pressure up on Israel, because what is happening now needs everybody to express themselves as far as what is happening is concerned. What is it that they're engaged in? It's not just an issue of tension, as um, some pro-Israeli analysts want to put it. This is an occupation. This is apartheid. This is a massive violation of human rights of the Palestinians. So everybody else just needs to identify it for what it is, And you remember we've spoken about apartheid in South Africa and what role the international community uh, played. So we pretty much need the same approach. So if South Africa on its own stands up and adds its voice and imposes sanctions on Israel, will that dent its resolve to proceed with its annexation program? Maybe not. You know, so what we need is as many as possible on the international stage to adopt a similar approach and say we are going to sanction Israel, we are not going to trade with them, and we are going to consistently, consistently call them out for what they are doing. Because if I must add, this is exactly the problem. Whenever there are escalations, the voices, uh, the volume goes up, so to speak, and we have people marching and people submitting um, petitions and so forth. But post that, it dies down again. But remember, this has died down as far as major escalations are concerned. But on the ground, the uh, occupation continues. The violation of human rights continues. So there has to be a consistent application of pressure for Israel and the United States to seek a solution. Well, we have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Sikwani Ngube, Senior Lecturer at the Department of Public Law at the University of Johannesburg.